The following episode may contain major spoilers for any adventure or plot details contained within the material. We strongly encourage players who are about to embark upon this adventure to stop and ask themselves if they really want to ruin the experience that their friends are crafting for them. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of Legend Lore, the podcast series where two Dungeon Masters flip through one tabletop RPG book at a time, giving their insights on the pros and cons of the publication in question. Hi, and welcome back. I'm Megan, and with me is Casey, and today we're going to be going over our thoughts on the Wizards of the Coast product, Big Bees Presents Glory of the Giants. Um, so, I, I, it's, as mentioned, like, neither of us have probably, I haven't cracked this book yet. Literally nope. picked it up this morning. Yeah. And, like, and by picked it up, I mean Amazon delivered it to me yeah. this morning. <laughs> yeah. I got it last night. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're kind of excited to crack into it and very kind of, like, um, you know, I, it's been a while since we've seen something new, new on, a, like, a large variety of giants, so I'm kind of excited. Um, this is going to be a little bit more of a special Legend Lore episode, um, because I feel like it's special for us, because giants hold a very yeah. true, strong piece of our heart. You know what I mean? I fell in love with them, and so I was so stoked about them having a dedicated book. Yeah. There are bits and pieces everywhere else, and here we are. Yeah. So, I mean, feel free to cut it out, Adam, but we're going to share a wine because uh, Casey and I, during our giant series, we tend to drink wine and talk about giants. That's kind of our shtick. It's kind of our theme. And I thought that it was kind of necessary since we now have a whole fucking book on it. It suits. That's special for us. Uh, So, Casey, do you want to tell us what wine we're drinking? Well, for the glory of giants in its own book, we needed an epic wine. And so today we have Giant Steps. A Pinot Noir from Australia. Mm-hmm. And it is more of a luxurious wine. It's a higher price point because it's a very special occasion. Today. It is. And, like, funny story about this. Like, <laughs> after we had finished filming and, like, like recording the original Giant series, I kept seeing this wine in the store and wondering why we never picked it up. I would yeah. just, It would just cro- cross my eye and I'd be like, oh, like, shit. what a perfect title that would have been. I wonder what episode we could have used that for. That fucking sucks. <laughs> And I was like, as soon as we knew we were going to be recording this, I'm like, I know what wine we have to get. <laughs> Went to the liquor store, just grabbed right off the shelf, didn't look at the price point, threw it up on the counter, and I know people are going to laugh at us, but this is a $55 bottle of wine. Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a special wine. It better not suck. Because <laughs> to, be to be clear, the wines that we drink in our previous series are very much... Twenty to twenty-five dollar bottles. Yeah, of like this is stretched at thirty. Yeah, yeah, we kept it like reasonable. Yeah. So, well, well, without further ado, let's crack this sucker open so we can dig into this because I'm sure people are actually here to hear about the book and not listen to us talk about wine, and that's fine. It pours nice. <laughs> it's it's very like <laughs> the tannins aren't there. You know what I mean? Like it's got like a. Oh, that's wobbly. Hold your I cup. There we go. Okay. Yeah, it looks very, like, an unfiltered, which I've had Pinot Noirs that look like this, so this maybe is indicative of Pinot Noir. Let's find out. Cheers. Cheers. Not my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not my favorite. I mean, I'll drink it because it's alcohol, but that's absolutely not my favorite wine. It's too, like, watery. I'm used to my wine being thick. I'm used to a thick wine, you know what I mean? Well, we will see how that evolves. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> See how it evolves. 
So we're going to be reviewing a book now that has a focus on giants and giant lore. Is there anything in this book that you particularly have a, are hoping to see? I I want to see them tell the great story of the ordning. Yeah. Versus just like, here's what you need to know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, here's what you need to know to operate in life. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so that people remember and understand the tears and, like, who's at the top and why. Yeah. No, I hear you. That's what I want. Yeah, I would love to see, I'm hoping to see, because I don't think either of us have cracked this book yet, but, like, I I would love to see some of the variant stat blocks that they come up with. Like, and I know we're not going to do a deep dive on those today. But, like, I'm very kind of excited to see at least what the themes are going to be. Yeah, I want some fucking variants of fro- uh, fire giants. Frost giants from Eevee. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about you. It's almost like I said frost. Yeah, right? It's like, we love you, fire and frost. Uh, because there's so much rich history you can use with these giants. Yeah. I'm so excited to see what kind of things they come up with. Are there any concerns about the book? And what do you think that you would not want to see in it? We talked a lot about... Like, highlighting the non-lumbering idiots. Mm-hmm. So I really hope that that, like, dra- is driven home in this book. Where yeah. people look in and start using more intelligent and more, like, giants that have more substance to them. Yeah. Because there's plenty in this book to pick from. Right? That's like, what I hope. You're hoping for the substance. Yeah. You're going to be mad if there is no substance. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that I could be wildly disappointed in. I think if they didn't have, like, equal representation of all the different kinds. Yeah. And I know that there's probably going to be some focused on more than others just because of the way the ordering generally works for giants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that there's probably going to be a little bit more focus on some of those higher higher ups, like your cloud giants and your fire giants and your frost giants. But then when you get to your hill giants, it's like, okay, what are we going to do with these? You know what I mean? For but, sure. But I would like them to have at least a... A mention and not be just like forgotten about because they're the dredges, you know? Yeah. And speaking of equality, I what just kind of came to mind too is I am curious to see what they do about genders <gasps> in the art. Yeah. Will it be equal? Will there be neutral? Give me the lady giants. Right? Yeah. Will there be an equal representation of male and female if that's what they stick to? Yeah. Yeah, that could be fun. That'd be neat. All right. Well, let's kind of get into it. So just looking at the book as a whole right now, kind of just like looking at the cover piece for it. The book that both of us bought was the original edition. Um, The art for it is okay. It's got male and female. It does have male and female (laughs) representation. It does. It does feel very cloud giant-esque. It definitely looks like we're in like a floating castle of some kind. There's birds floating around. Uh, and lots of air shit happening. It looks like there's an egg being plucked from a goose's ass, and I don't know if I like that as much as I think that I, think that I would enjoy. Oh. On the back, right? Do you weird. see that? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> With a spectral I, head. I feel like it's like a representation of, like, the golden goose from, like, I don't know, uh, what was it, Gi- uh, James and the, the, I keep wanting to say James and the Giant Peach, yes. but it's not, it's the Jack and the Beanstalk. Uh, <laughs> it's just maybe a little too on the nose with, yeah. you know. I hear ya. Interesting, okay. Well, flipping through right away in the, uh, the title page, I see a giant on a surfboard, uh, which is pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> This is going to be the worst book review on the planet, but thanks for coming on this ride with us. 
All right, so we do have uh, some head writers and stuff like that. We, of course, want to, like, throw out some credits for. So we've got the writers Mackenzie DeArm- DeArmas, uh, Dan Dillon, Ben Petrisser, and Jason Tondro. Uh, lead editor would be uh, Janica Carter, followed by just the regular editors of Judy Bauer, Aiton Bernstein, and uh, Adrienne Ning. So those are kind of like the... Uh, the heads of the creation of this. I would like to discuss the fact that um, there is an alternate covered art version of this book. It was actually recalled. Um, technically, all the books were recalled, but from what I understand, the alternate art cover is actually harder to get a hold of because that was the one that was actually accused of having um, some AI art on it that did not look as good as it should. Interesting. Um, so throughout the book, we will probably come across some AI art. In fact, if you look at the cover of this one, it looks very AI-esque. If you think about the fact that we're in the age of all this AI art coming out, it it, it gives me that vibe and that feel now that I've been told that. So, yeah, especially like the blue hand. Yeah. So there's a lot of speculation in um, you know, terms of like how this happened and how it came to be. Um, some of it just comes from the fact that some of the actual artists working on the book used AI art to help them along with the process, used it to clean up some of their pieces and their art, but it wasn't entirely AI art. Uh, but then, of course, it was when it got released on D&D Beyond, it immediately got pulled from the internet uh, and then uh, basically told that we will redo this and uh, we will not uh, use AI art ever again. So, yeah. and you know what? Like, it, I appreciate that, but you let it happen. You know, like, how do you let it fucking happen at this at this point in time? Like, the, this isn't your first rodeo. It's not your first book. To me, that just screams... This is my personal opinion. That just screams to me fucking laziness. Like, yeah. Like, how do you not catch that shit? And how do you not have an art director? Like, there is an art director. You know what I mean? Like, anyways. I digress. I know it's not one person's fault. I know it's not, like, you know... But it's just the same time, being from an art world and an art person, like, it just sucks knowing that, like, our world is coming to a point where, like, these specific dynamics that we love and utilize to make ourselves happy in life are now being created by not ourselves anymore yeah it makes me scary it makes me nervous yeah that that's fair and that is really why i think lots of people pick up the physical book yeah is for like you can google any stat block but you pick up the book for the art in it yeah like to have the physical copy and actually look at all of the amazing art in it so to you know, fast track that and, you know, yeah. not have it just as the artist's, like, depiction of it mm-hmm. is a little sad. Yeah. And even if you look at the alt art, um, I was chatting with somebody about this the other day. If you look at the way the alt art or hardcovers look, um, they all tend to have a very similar, like, very outlined look to it. Whereas this one is very different. The other ones are very strong, like, black outlines with gold inlay. Yes, this I, one is very wispy and not. It just has does not have the same feel to it. It's almost like you did go into AI and say, "Hey, generate me a D and D cover book of blah 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 blah," and this is what it spat out. What the heck is with that lopsided, like dick thing? I don't know. <laughs> and then the, it's spewing blue. Weird. It is. They went way outside the box. Yeah. On the on it, and then did not pay off 
at all. Nope, did not pay off for them, unfortunately. It didn't even occur to me that that was the alt cover until you mentioned it. Because it doesn't. It doesn't look at all like many of the other alt covers I've seen. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so let's, getting into the book, of course, we go into its table of contents, which kind of lays out your chapters for you. That's kind of exciting. At first glance, it looks like we're getting, of course, a bunch of... There is a section about the ordning, so you should get excited about that. Um, we got a couple of little campaigns, giant adventures, uh, and then a couple of different treasuries, and of course your bestiary and all that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of excited to get into them. Um, Ooh, I see, I see. Yeah. <laughs> like just... There's a whole section on bags. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a whole section. A different... But yeah, looking at the table of contents, we are kind of getting excited about what we're going to be able to see. Um, yeah, just looking. Yeah, okay. Okay, let me move forward. Um, there is a note from Bigby right on the very beginning page here. I will read it out for you guys. Uh, again, we did have a spoiler warning, but too bad, so sad. It says, Dear reader, this book represents a journey for me, and I'm excited to take your hand and lead you along the same path. I never had much interest in giants, though I certainly respected their strength. I feel like that is everybody that has yes. told us about our dragon series, <laughs> our, our giant <laughs> series. Uh, my various encounters with a Dian Castra, who is no less than a daughter of Anam, the all-father of the giants, opened my eyes to the glories and the deep magic and the wisdom of these ancient people. I've asked Dian Castra to review this text, and her notes appear throughout the book where her perspective can enlarge your uh, enlarge upon my own. I trust that her insight and my erudication, erudition, 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 will expand your horizons as she has broadened mine. So I feel like that's what we did with the giant series. Hey, man, and it's a good call out because uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, sorry, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> but go listen to the series. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Uh, but we do talk about Anam a lot, and, uh, like, the all-father of the giants, like, the, his kids, uh, how they function and build, like, the giants in the world. So I'm kind of excited to see how much of that they actually bring into this book. Yeah. So the glory of the giants is kind of the opening scenes here, kind of gives you a breakdown of chapter one and the chapters that you're going to be seeing. I mean, it, it does give you kind of, like, a really cute, like, glory of the giants and the fact that it outlines, hey, the giants' goal in life is always to bring themselves back to like being the number one being you know what i mean that was a common theme with giants right yeah is that their goal was always to be bring themselves to their astral selves almost right yes and like there was the ordning and they accepted their position in that someone placed them there but they were always trying to find a way to be higher yeah you know it's like i know we're here but (laughs) i'm gonna do this and do this to try and get here yeah no i hear you uh, and then we get into, um, uh, after it kind of breaks down what the chapters are, we're going to get into, like, the, it does actually break down Anam and the Giants. Um, a little bit of history on Giant Kind, which will be good to go over at some point. And then does give a little breakdown of a couple of the other Giants that it can, it's going to, oh, it goes over the heirs of Anam too. So I feel like we're going to see a lot of his kids. Because, yeah, remember oh, how yeah. I, yeah, so we're going to see a lot of Anam's children, I'm assuming, and how they uh, created the world. Uh, there's other giants, of course. It looks like we're going to cover trolls, ogres, cyclopses, and ettins, too. Yeah, Goliaths and Furbolgs. So we go from anything in the Ordning to giant kin and, like, all the way through. Yeah, which is dope. Yep. Um, it's, uh, oh, then we get into a section that speaks about giants' runes and dwarvish script. 
So we talked a lot about runes and how oh excited we were. Oh my god, they're here! Yeah, so it's on uh, in the first section of the book, you do get a nice little um, table of a couple of the very specific uh, giant runes, which is actually really cool. So there's like a dragon rune, there's a wind rune, there's a war rune. So if you actually want to write the proper runes, you've got a nice little table there for yourself now. I love that. Yeah. I love a little, like, like this is where you start using... Um, physical puzzles yeah. and things like that for your players. Yeah. So it's like, okay, there's a shape that's like this, and it's not just something you made up because whatever, it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, I'm going to use the fire rune as we navigate down the cavern into the depths of this mountain <laughs> where we might... If anybody gives a shit, it is the fire rune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to the fire realm. <laughs> oh, my Atlanta. Oh, I love that so much. I love it. All right. And then if we're going to, then we can jump right into the chapters and kind of what we get. And like in these books, normally the first chapter is always about character creations or other like character options for characters. Um, so the first subclass option it gives us is a barbarian, Path of the Giant, which I think is really cool. And it makes so much sense. So yeah. much sense. Yeah. But that's, we only get one. That's it. Yeah. You, we get one. <laughs> oh. I was expecting to get one. We get one. Is that normal? What is it? Wait. Okay. Wait. Wait. Yeah. No. What? Yeah. No, we get one. That's the only subclass. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's fine. That's cool. Giants are so much more than lumbering. <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, well, we will love the one that's there. I mean, well, okay, so we did comment about how we would be upset if they didn't have, like, equal representation of, like, intelligent creatures, and the one they gave us was a barbarian. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. I got you. Its ability is crushing throw and giant stature. I am big and I can crush you. I, can, I am big and I can crush oh, you. Oh, fuck. It's fine. <clears throat> it's fine. This is fine. I, I am really happy that this here is here, though. Yeah. Um, then it, it does go into backgrounds that you can get. Um, it looks like there is only one. Um, <laughs> oh, no, there's one, two. There's two. You get two. So you get, uh, yeah. there's Giant Foundling, and then there's Rune Carver. Rune Carver sounds neat to me. Yeah, uh, let's, let's, let's look at that one more. Yeah. Oh, see, this, this is There's the intelligence background, yeah. though. Because okay. they're historians, XYZ, they use uh, artisan's tools. Uh, oh my goodness, backstory of knowing a stone giant. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, That's neat it. to me. Yeah. Um, Alright, and then the next part of that chapter is going into a little bit more of lore it looks like so they give you a couple of options for different birthplaces and different hometowns which is a little bit neat um okay so they're trying to maybe make up for it a little bit because it said the first thing it says is heroes of the giants barbarians who harness the might of the giants are not the only adventurers who draw power from the giants okay all right so Oh, yeah, and a character of any class can explore ties to the giants in the following ways. Hmm. So what are these? Oh, so it's just ideas on how you can choose to have a yeah. background with, with a tie to the giants. Yeah, so what she's referencing is that there's a couple of tables here within the uh, the feats 
um, that are added within, like, um, again, like, the backgrounds added that kind of give you a little bit of inspiration on how you became attached to the giants, where they came from, how you whittle your runes, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that's fun, because feats usually are just, like, a, li- a full list, you know? There's not really a background on it. Well, that, and if you don't right? have a lot of history and knowledge of, like, giants and how they came to be and... That kind of piece, like, having those tables is very helpful for those folks. Yeah. So it is It is pretty foolproof for y'all if you want to start diving into having a giant background. My next, like, my next character is going to be giant-based. Oh, so. I feel like we need to, like, do a family of giants it's, in our next campaign. Oh, Sorry, Adam, we're doing giants. It's so good. So good. Oh, I was going to say, if you're going to be playing a... De- Sorry, sidebar. <laughs> if you're going to be playing a dad Dan's campaign over the next two days, I think I'm going to build a giant. sorry dad um but yeah as mentioned the next little portion here is on birthplaces and hometowns which kind of gives you again there's a couple of other tables um that you can utilize to kind of help you with that um the feats do sound really cool actually there's a couple more yeah there's more feats um after the hometowns like ember of fire giant fury of fraud it looks like they have one for each one yeah they are they're trying to touch on each one okay well that's good and then the rune shaper. So yeah, the feats they've added. Um, they've added one for each type of giant, which is neat. You'll be able to kind of dive into Keenness those. Keenness of the stone giant. Our soul of the storm giant. Yeah, I love that. Very neat. <laughs> Vigor of the hill giant. <laughs> I'm glad, you know what? I'm glad that hill giant was added. There's my equality. I'm done. I can go home now. Yeah. yeah. They're there. I love that one of their things is they have an iron stomach. Yeah, I was just reading that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Ooh, and Strike of the Giants is cool. Yeah, so it looks like they have one a new feat for each of the giant types, and then they have Strike of the Giant, or which is basically you can pull from a part of each giant type. Yeah, and then... That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, add an additional effect, and it's cloud, fire, frost, hill, stone, or storm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Ooh, that's so good. That is really cool. It's like, it's it's just giving, it's like the elemental yeah. angle, but specifically giants, which is great. Yeah. I love that. All right. Well, that brings us to chapter two, which is called Giants in Play, and it does look like right at the beginning it talks about the role-playing aspects and how to role-play them. Do we know what this, like, little creature is? Because it's what's... That's the same dude. I'm assuming. So, there's a large piece of art here in Chapter 2 where... And I feel like they do this a lot so far from what I've seen in the book, art-wise, is a way to show scale for the giants. They will always put a halfling or a dwarf sitting beside them. Yeah, that's And I think it's just a matter of to show scale. Yeah. Because, like, you can see on the ground here on this, this, this piece of art, there is, like... A little chalice and a cup to kind of show size as well. But I think that just to show how large they are, they've, they've thrown a smaller creature beside them. Fair. That's how that feels to me. This mm-hmm. art looks very much like the miniature for the um, storm giant, mm-hmm. I would say. It's close to it. So yeah, they're staying like pretty the close. Armor and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like even in a couple chapters back, there was one of an ice giant, like a frost giant. And it definitely is indicative of, of classic frost giant. Mm-hmm. All right, chapter two. Uh, again, it looks like we're looking at role play styles. Um, so they have a table for behaviors. They have tables for age, lifespans, <laughs> loud behaviors, <laughs> proud behaviors. So lots of tables. Volume. There is a section <laughs> called volume. Giants are loud. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. 
honestly, that's super handy. Because I feel like um, if you don't know, again, if you don't know a lot of background stuff on giants, you would eventually hit Bumbling Elf, right? Like, if you've not read up or read about the Ordening or read about the different levels of giants, X, Y, Z, you aren't going to know that there are other tiers of giants. Like, if you're a first-time DM. So this would be very handy for developing your classic giant characters right out of the gate. Yeah, that would be. And add so much interesting flavor to it. Yeah. And I like that they have a little chart on the lifespans so if you choose to follow a a particular type or your background is a particular type then you know that it would make no sense to have a 600 year old hill giant because their lifespan is 200 yeah it's like too bad you're 200 so it's like you this makes no sense yeah that's helpful too neat and pride Aww. Well, they're prideful, right? Yeah. And, and, like, and we said that a lot of the times where, like, giants, like, their goal in life is to bring themselves back to, like, their celestial order. Like, they were, at one point, up with dragons. Yeah. Right? And so. they don't like to be made fools of. Yeah, and reminded of their position in life now, right? Speaking of position in life, Casey, there's a whole chapter, <gasps> and by chapter yeah. I mean section on the ordning. <laughs> oh, yay! Okay. And it does go into a little bit more detail. Um, they've got a good a good section about, like, the ordering itself. Um, and then they actually have a bunch of tables for each type. Um, so, like, again, um, for those of you that don't know what the ordering is, essentially it is their hierarchy. Uh, we, we've kind of mentioned it, like, in passing. But uh, it actually is described very well here by Bigby here at the bottom in a quotation that says, The ordering strikes me as something between a God-ordained hierarchy and a true um, mer- <laughs> meritocracy. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. But it is, to me, it does strike me as like a God-ordained hierarchy almost. Yeah. Like a God decided this is the, this is the order. Yeah. And that be what may. And so, yeah, like when you're in a lower level, it's like, ah, I hate that we're lower level. Let's try to be the best lower level we can. Yeah. Because they're never, ever going to move up. Yeah. And like, um, so like to be, to be uh, frank, like the, I don't even remember what the order of the ordering is. I think it goes, no, storm giant, storm, cloud giant. Storm. I think it's in this order. I don't know. Like, it's not because fire giants is up at the top. So it's in, it's in alphabetical order in the book. Oh, well that's annoying. Yeah. Which, and they don't have all of them. <laughs> they only have cloud, fire, frost, and stone. Okay. Here, here. Thankfully they did. They in the description, they put it this in there. In the description, so yeah. you don't need to question it. Yeah. Um, the six main ki- kinds of giants: storm giants at the top, followed in order by cloud, fire, frost, stone, and hill giants at the bottom. Mm. And then um, other creatures of the giant type, such as Etans, Fomorians, and trolls, are not counted as part of the ordning placing them functionally below the hill giant. So it's like, it's giant kin. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I love that they, to your point, like, they did describe the ordning quite well. And they actually now have a section, if you keep continuing on, they actually have what it looks like if you're rejecting the ordning and what that would look like, which has never been talked oh. about. So that's pretty cool. Yep. So, um, so yeah, the ordning was something within um, the giant society that was just ex- wildly accepted and there was no reason why you would reject it. So the fact that they've added this in here definitely gives you uh, a new look at how to function as a giant. Because it does have a table here on reasons or rhymes as to why you would reject the ordning. Yeah, I guess it's the same as a player who has followed a god and then, you know, lost their way. Mm -hmm. Or or 
has done something really fucked up, and so their god is now pissed at them, and so they are, like, you know, the fallen, or the lost, or yeah. rejected. One of those so types, So trying right? to fill in that. That's yeah. alright, that's cool. And then after the rejecting the ordning, it does actually go into the origin of the ordning, which um, I'm probably going to read in detail at a later date, because uh, then it goes into its gods and religion, and then, of course, the breakdown of Anam, who is the god of giants, so the head of the ordning, right? Mm-hmm. And then it actually gives you a table of a couple of other god giants, which we've actually talked about a few. We've talked about all of them, because they're just his kids. Like Thrym, Surtur, Stronmus. Yeah, Gorlantor. Yeah, Memnor. I am sure we have covered all of these. Absolutely. But it's really helpful to know, like, if you're trying to pick a god that your player might follow. Yeah. Then you it shows the alignment, alignment, the suggested cleric domains, and the symbol. So... Yeah. You can even roll on it if you're really indifferent. <laughs> yeah. You might end up with the war cleric or you might end up with the death cleric yeah whoops to say whoops to say (laughs) uh but then the rest of this chapter does kind of go into a breakdown of all the kids so basically all those gods gives a nice solid breakdown of who they are um who they are as priests all who they are as all the priests and rites i guess is like yeah uh and who who you would be worshiping and what you'd be worshiping them for which is really cool Ooh, it goes into cults at one point which is really cool demon lords dope uh, and then after that, it actually goes into social structures, which definitely falls under the um, role-playing aspect. So again, lots of tables on how to be a recluse, how to be an exile, um, how to operate in a band, what your family looks like, uh, settlements and how they would operate. And there is plenty of little, like, notes along the way. Yeah, I'm, I've been reading them as we're kind of going. Yeah. Yeah, it really goes into depth on a background. Like, if you want to fully build out like yeah so i think you're getting your i get i think you're getting your wish in that chapter yeah of the ordining and how it functions and, and its societal purpose and like there's some tables on how it functions in like today's society too yeah yeah and knowing your history you're not just a giant because you're a giant like yeah. you have a band or a family so that is chapter two which is really cool chapter three Giant Adventures, which is basically encounters and encounter options. Oh, cool. So there's a small little table, like, right at the beginning, which is Giants in Tears of Play, which actually gives you kind of a nice breakdown of what kind of giants you might um, come across in Tier 1 to 4, Tier 5 to 10, 11 to 16, and 17 to 20. That's helpful. Yeah. So if you're, like, unsure of, like, what to throw at your party, this gives you a really good outline for them. It also gives you a couple of ideas of why you might... In- it looks like it gives you a couple of breakdowns of reasons and encounters for if you were to encounter a specific kind of giant. So, like, there's a table for cloud giants, a table for fire giants, frost giants, hill giants. Like, for example, within the frost giants, one of the options is one bored troll (laughs) throwing its arm at a stack of boulders. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) For frost giants, which is interesting. (laughs) Um, And then there's a little pick a giant, any giant, if you'd like to randomly determine the kind of giants that are dominant in a location, roll on the giant kind encounters table. <laughs> <laughs> so you just roll it's like you you encounter yeah a like Fomorian. <laughs> I would love if you got a death giant right away. Yeah, the death giant is very interesting. To yeah, me. I'm. Uh... I think I think the un the undead piece on 
like the options here mm -hmm. will be interesting. I got a teaser because I saw the mini packs okay. for the, that are connected to this book. Yeah. About a um, necromancer, which oh. is very intriguing oh, to me. Shit. So that's really cool. Yeah. On the encounter section for yeah. Death Giant, there's a um, quote from Bigby that says, Death Giants are aptly named. Though they are not themselves undead, they wear death like a shroud. Its stink lingers around them, and even sunlight seems to dim in their present. Oh. So they are not undead, but they are death giants. So cool. So cool. I want to use it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we do. We talk about undead on a regular basis, so it's, just, it's natural for us. Um, but yeah, after the giants encounters, it goes into elemental encounters, which I think is really cool. Um, I like how in elemental water encounters, it gives you three, a coven of three sea hags are trying to Ooh. peer into the future, which is really cool. A dinosaur world encounter. Yeah, I did see that. Interesting. I was going to say, it's interesting that they have decided to go on, like, um, they went from, like, giants to, like, other giant type creatures, and then elements, because... <laughs> Well, because, like, because giants are, are connected to elements, yep. so why not have elemental connections, exactly. right? If you're going to have, like, a horde of frost giants, obviously there's going to be other types of frost elemental encounters that you can come across, right? It makes total sense. Yeah. Interesting. So much on encounters, actually. Yeah. Um, and then there's a couple of, like, little, like, adventure module ideas after that. Um, so adventure models, basically. There's, like, against the giants... Clash of Titans, which I think sounds really neat. Um, but it gives you a couple of really good ideas to kick off um, a giant storyline, shall we say. Uh, giant size schemes. <laughs> we be scheming. Yeah, let's pick one. Um, there's a like there's a chart if you really just want to. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, seeking to impress a fire giant, a frost giant tries to bind a powerful elemental, but the elemental escapes and rampages across the region. <laughs> Oops. Whoopsie daisy. Amazing. I love it. And then you talk about um giant patrons, which I really appreciate because again, leaning into giants are not just all lumbering idiots. Yeah. It's there could be somebody in your party who follows and is a patron of a specific cloud giant or storm giant or stone giant even, an artsy player character <laughs> that follows a stone giant and has, yeah, there's like, there's a chart for what they could be. And then they break them down. So on the chart they have, uh, for patrons, they have a boss, a financier, a seer, a sovereign, a tutor, and a war leader. And then they break down each one throughout the rest of the chapter. Yeah. So you could be a patron or you could be a servant to that patron. Yeah. Like, it leaves so much open there. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And, like, again, one of the things we really wanted to see was them to use the more intelligent side of them. And, like, this looks like they're doing that. Yeah. Like, the seer definitely screams, like, um... Uh, what giants are the seers? They're the storm giants are the seers, right? Yeah. So that would be an interesting thing to delve into. <laughs> okay. So it, it, after this, when it talks about like the different like campaigns and different storylines that you can utilize, uh, one of the uh, quotes from Dian Castra is, Thousands and thousands of years we have walked these many worlds. Are we not too old and too wise for ancient grudges? <laughs> like, I can hold a grudge for years, my guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
And giants do too. Yeah, but like a lot of the giants don't live that long, so it's kind of like. But I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess you carry the grudges of your 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 kin mm-hmm. carry your grudges for you. We hate these people. Why? We yeah. don't know. We just do. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is lots of text on history. Yeah, like, which I'm stoked about. Backstory, like so much flavor. Yeah. All right, chapter four uh, jumps into giant enclaves. Uh, and it kind of describes this chapter as it basically gives you a blank slate of a location or a section of the adventure hooks that might attract like your characters to play within. It breaks down how tall things should be. So like your ceilings, your doors, how large your oversized furniture is, how big your stairs are, and all that shit. Wow. Yeah. Um, but then it gives you a couple of really neat, cool places. They have what's called Anom's Cradle. That sounds pretty fucking dope. We're both reading the same. We are. Yes, we are. Because it's so neat. Okay. So basically what this is, is so Anom's Cradle, we'll we'll, we'll break this one down for this section. Yeah, it's it's really good. So Anom's Cradle is basically the um, ancient empire created an empowered form of life rune that channeled Anom, the Allfather's raw creative might. The giant sought to create their own world as he once did and invoked the rune in an immense cavern deep underground, which they named Anom's Cradle. And then it kind of, it gives you, of course, the map of Anom's Cradle, and then, like, all the features that are in it. It looks like it has jungles, ruins, villages, waterfalls. I think it's going to touch on every element, right? It will, yeah. Yeah. I want to go there. I want to go. But yeah, you've got a couple of other locations, uh, of course, with maps. A grotto, which is a burial ground for giants. Yeah. They've got a forest of crystal, which is kind of like a, a beautiful forest with fucking 80 foot tall crystals and plants and shit interesting yeah they tried to capture a a theme of like mostly around the ordning but like like dreamers reach yep and then like a rock endless rock slide to touch on stone giants yeah we're we're talking each one will give you a different like giant type yeah. Because the Forsaken Deep goes into the Death Ones. Gale's Eye Tower goes into Frost. Also includes a Silver Dragon. Ooh. Which is really cool. And it's a tower. It's a tower! Yeah, Gale, ah! Gale Eye's Tower. Gurlantar's Larder. <laughs> yeah. Wow, there's a lot. Yeah, so to our point, they definitely tried to touch on each type of giant. And the and the children of Anam. Yeah, so there's one in here that's the runic circle, which you're going to find mind flayers in, so good luck with that. <laughs> um, the singing sands will be your hill giants. That's pretty cool. So yeah, definitely like this chapter will break down. Chapter four is going to be your breakdown of all the different places that you can visit and go, or even just do like a mini campaign in. Like some of these, like you can do a whole one shot in that tower you can do like a whole kit and caboodle right or even like a storyline of hey you need to visit these five locations to get these five MacGuffins. yeah there's 10 areas you can go to yeah pick your Uh, here's a flying airship pick your areas where you're going i love it so much right the star forge well i'm i'm a sucker for fire giants let's (laughs) i think are you i didn't know that about you yeah the Star Forge blazes on a small obsidian island in the in a lake formed in a crater where a star fell from Earth. That's really cool. 
It's, yeah. This is so, there's so much, oh, so many ideas. I love it. All right, well, the next chapter after all that shit uh, is Giant Treasure, which I think you're going to want to get to because it's bags. bags. So we're now looking at uh, Giant Bags. Giant Bags got a whole section. Is it? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so as we said at the very beginning, this is kind of exciting for us because we talked about bags that giants carry around and it's just random shit is strewn about within their bags. This actually breaks down each different type of giant and what it would carry in its bag. So it's got frost giants, hill giants, uh, stone giants, all kinds of shit. Because that is something that the regular person wouldn't actually have any idea about a giant. And it's highlighted here. So if you get this book, then you realize that that's a pretty important thing. Yeah. This is hilarious. Yeah, I love it. Um, I like it. Then it, then it'll break down the kinds of treasure that they like. So it goes over, like, their coins, gemstones. They like art. We have talked about this before. For some reason, giants like collecting art and shiny things. Um, oh, yeah. And magic items. And then giant crafted items, too. Because, like, if you think about the different, again, like, we have the forged giants that create magical, like, not magical, but they create weapons. They create items, right, too? So. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Magical items. Nice. Let's see if there's one that's interesting here. There's a lot of options. I'm going to just get to choose the first one because we've talked about a lot about Anam and how much we love Anam. Sure. So the odds, the Adze, or odds of Anam, which is a... Great axe weapon. Uh, it's an artifact which requires retunement. Yes, I'm topping up wine. Yeah. Uh, this ma- massive uh, weapon is said to be wielded by all Father Anam himself, not as a weapon, but as the tool he used to shape the various worlds of the material fucking plane. Random properties. Uh, it has the following random properties determined by rolling on the appropriate table in Dungeon Master Guide. Two minor benefits, one major benefit, and two minor detrimental benefits. Detrimental I love that. properties. Yeah. That's really cool. It's like this does this and this really well, but then you also have this sacrifice. Yeah, and if you look at the imagery that they have for it, it kinda looks like a giant axe pick, but with a colored with all of the elementals. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. That's really fucking cool. <clears throat> That's a MacGuffin if I ever did see one. Yeah, so a bunch of magical items, all that kind of stuff. There's lots of magical items in there. So you're going to love those. Chapter 6 is going to be our fancy bestiary, um, which I think is going to be really cool. Again, this is the part that I'm kind of excited to look through and flip through and see what we've got. Because it does, right at the very beginning, say other giant variants. Which I'm so excited for. Uh, The first one is called Bag Jelly, and I'm not about it. Like, starting off on, oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Ah, yeah, that doesn't look happy. <laughs> we were so excited about bags. Yeah, and it's just a bag of jelly. <laughs> That's fucked up. Oh, my goodness. Ew. Okay, okay. So, bag jellies Oozes, are all of these similar to the dungeon scavengers described in the monster manual, and it's just a bag full of them. Some giants keep their bags super clean to avoid attracting bag jellies, but others actually use these scavengers to hide, to hinder thieves. <laughs> so they, <laughs> they are just in their bag. It's like, ha Bag jelly. <laughs> you want to steal my, my three bones and my, <laughs> yeah. my dull dagger? You get a bag jelly instead. <laughs> bag of jelly for you. Uh, okay, but okay. it definitely seems like they are sticking with the elemental theme here. 
So we've got a couple of cloud giant variants, which is really cool. Then we have the death giants, which I would love to do a breakdown episode for. Death giant shrouded one. Yeah, this is the one that has a really, really good miniature. Yeah. I hope it lives up to its potential when I see it in real life. And looking at so far the art for some of these, like, I am seeing some equal representation here to a, to a degree. Yes. Like, I'm seeing the in the two cloud variants that we've got a male and female for art. Um, looking at the death giants, it looks like we've got a male, female as a representation for the two different kinds. Um, True. I like that the Reaper's, like, staff looks like a fucking light blade. Yeah. It looks like a, as if you were, wow. If you were to have a lightsaber that was actually, like, a sickle, that's what it looks like. It does. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, this looks so good. Ooh, it's a very high challenge rating. (laughs) These are, these are your big baddies. Soul Bolt? Yeah, the Death Giant Reaper is a challenge rating of 12. And then the Death Giant Shrouded one is a challenge rating of 15. Yeah. That's really cool. And then in case you're worried, we've got dinosaurs. Always Always. dinosaurs. Um. (laughs) Ceratops. Not triceratops, just a ceratops. Just a ceratops. This is one of the ones where the AR is fucked. Oh. Yeah, so if you look at the art, if you look at the legs, there's like hundreds of legs for no fucking reason. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. When you actually look at it, it's very It's like that whole thing obvious. with AI art when you look too close it gets worse the more you look at it. That's yeah. one of them. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six legs and then a random tree. Which was probably added for scale. <laughs> <laughs> probably added for scale and was a leg and then they're like, Oh, oh I'm just No, gonna... maybe it's not a leg, maybe it's a tree. Let's I... make it a tree instead. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so that's those are the small little gems that you're going to find throughout this book, unfortunately, is, like, random shit like that. We got dinosaurs. We're getting Ooh. into some Ettons. Yeah, and Echo of Demogorgon. Which is cool. Which looks like a fucked up Etten. Oh, my God, I have to read this one because it has my word in it. Okay, okay. So, for the Echo of the Demogorgon... Uh, the quote from Bigby is, no transformation no, <laughs> no transformation wrought by the hand in, in brackets or tentacle whatever of a demon lord is rightly understood as a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So fucking cool. And the art looks really neat. Like it's a yeah. two-headed, like ogreth looking thing with like, he- like, de- like demogorgon, like snake-like hands. Yeah. It's really fucked, Like guys. tentacle, like grappling the fuck I wonder That's if it can does. grapple yeah in its actions it has a tentacle attack which melee attack plus 9 to hit if it hits it's an average of 13 bludgeoning, bludgeoning damage and necrotic damage uh, but it has psychic damage so that checks out because of demogorgon so this has different screams confused reaction and psychic torment so ooh, and it's challenge rating of 6 but don't get, the damage is small, but it seems like it's going to have a lot of kerfuckery. Yeah. So good. And the Etten um, variant, absolutely, yeah. I was like that, like, you look at the art, and it's like, that's a Mind flare Etten. Yeah. Like- um, <laughs> except it only has, oh, oh, shit. Look, there's a second head on its, like, chest. I wonder Do if you that- think that's it? <laughs> oh, no, don't tell me that's an AI thing. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be though why would a net okay wait we I, should read the <laughs> if it has a second head 
when you have like a. Uh, unless it specifically said there is like a brain or a, a head coming out of its body. It doesn't. It literally just Wait. says that its its head sinks into its body, and then this is head like appears. I don't know. I don't know. I if feel it, like that should have looked like this. Like looks like an Etten. This should. This is called Etten Ceramorph. It should look like an Etten. It should have two heads. So you know? no, maybe maybe that is a second head for that reason. Because if it has two heads, then because basically it says the way it's created is its heads sink into it and new ones reappear. So having two heads actually makes sense. Right, but yeah. a, a head in its like. So, maybe it didn't have room on the shoulder, Casey. Okay, fine. Yes. <laughs> I accept it for what it is. I think okay. I think that it's correct. Okay, fine, fine. Yeah. Yes, we're describing. So the image is not that it's like two heads between the shoulders. There's one head, and then the other head is like on its chest. Yeah. Emerging out there. It's really creepy. It is quite freaky. Okay, moving on. Yeah, we've got some fur bulgs. That's dope. We've got some fire giant representation again. I I'm seeing the male female for the. Uh, Representation on the fire giants, yeah, which are. is fantastic. What is what is this? The furbolg, the fire, the firebold, furbolg, firebolg. I would totally say that. <laughs> <laughs> you would, yes. It looks very, very cute. Yeah. Maybe that's what I should do next. No, I found one that you should do. Oh, you did. Yeah. Uh, it's called the flesh colossus. <laughs> one more page. One go. more page. Flip, flip. To the right. Oh. Look oh, at that bitch. No. So I would like to say this is a surprise for you folks if you want to flip through the book. It looks pretty dope. It's a challenge rating of 20, so it's definitely one of the bigger, bigger bads. Uh, but it's called The Flesh Colossus, and the art is phenomenal. It's basically like a conglomerate of... It's got legs, hands, like, just, like, literally nailed to its body. Like, it's pretty fucking cool. Gross. And it has a breath attack. <gasps> and it's devout... Like, it's got a creature in its... In its, um, like a devil creature in its grip. Yeah, that it's is, like it's about a, to eat. It's a gargantuan construct. So that little creature is the size of a regular person. Oh my god. Wow. <sighs> We've got a couple Fomorians. We've talked about Fomorians. And we go into some front. We got some frost giants. Yeah. And there's, there is, wait, there is one, two, three, four different fire variants. Just you're, gonna say. You're stoked. Yeah. I'm I'm satisfied. Um, I would like to point out further down there's a giant goose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so now we're getting into a couple more of like the creatures. Everything, of course, is in like uh, they've got a hill giant. So it does look like they have representation from all. Um, yes, like look at this one. This art is beautiful, except that's weird. The hand is broken. What is going on with yeah. that hand? But um, male and female. Very beautiful. Yeah, we're happy with this. I'm happy with this uh, equal representation. Fuck, there's going to be some really neat minis from this, guys. Very excited. Yes. Oh, here's a giant goose. Oh, God. And then we've got uh, some scions, too, which is really fucking great. And then, oh, yeah. And then in the back, we're getting to your big, big bads, like challenge rating 25. Yeah, so they've got a scion for each elements like each each child which is really cool and many hulks yeah Ooh, silent of Berlantor. Ooh, that looks uh, that's one of the what like yeah the cylon what was it called? cylon Cyan of, of Berlantor. yeah that's a mini that i think is going to be really dope yeah um uh, i think all of the scions are going to make really neat fucking minis 
that I think you can use for anything. Like if you look at the Scion for Thrym, the art is giving me um, like um, what are the, the the walkers, death walkers from fucking Lord, not Lord of the Rings. Where am I? Uh, Game Good. of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh, That's yeah. what I'm thinking. I of. got to that page. It's like, oh yeah, that is that is uh, <laughs> what are they called? White Walkers. White Walkers. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, that looks really terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Um, but yeah, and then we get the last, again, alphabetical order. So now we're to stone giants. They've got storm giants. Uh, and then there is some undead again, like a spectral cloud, which is a cloud giant that dies through the through an act of betrayal or an ill-fated wager. Oh, baby. And it returns as a spectral cloud. <laughs> I'm just, a, I'm just a little cloud. That could be, that could be a whole campaign. Yeah, it can be. So I'm gonna point out this one because it, it looks, the art looks like it came up in our fucking uh, podcast Discord. So like we have a Discord for our patrons, and uh, they posted an art drawing. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh no, I haven't. Uh, it was a mangle of arms and legs, and of course everyone's like, Megan, would you like to be hugged and or grappled by this thing? <laughs> yes. So it's a troll. Oh, a ma- God. Look at it. Where is it? Oh, no. It's just a mass no. of trolls mashed together, tons of arms and legs splayed out. It is not, it is just disgusting. Where is that? It's, oh, it, I'm in T already. Oh, there. Yeah. We're there. Yeah, we're in trolls here. Yeah. So we love that. That, that is disgusting. Us. Well, and the next one, the troll mutate is no is is better because it has only two arms. But oh my god! But no, yeah, that fucking conglomerate of nastiness is just not great. Fling limb as a bonus action. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then after that is just the appendices. So we've got the creature lists by um, that are listed kind of by CR and or giant type, which I think is very handy. Um, and they actually have a section for concept art, which I find hilarious because of the scrutiny this book is going over for the AR that came through. And that makes me sad to think that they put this much effort into the concept art. Oh, maybe this thing is supposed to have a million legs. The concept art has a million legs in it. Or me, I don't know. I, I don't know. Who can tell? But it's, it like, because of knowing what is going on behind the scenes, you question this whole thing. I do question the whole thing. That sucks. Yeah. But yeah, and that's it. That's it for the book, my guy. That is the glory of the giants. I think that uh, that's pretty neat. So let's go through a couple of questions around the book and kind of get a feel for how we feel as a whole for this sucker. Okay. Uh, so what are your overall impressions so far of the content without doing a super deep, deep dive? What was your favorite part? Um, I feel like this is, aside from all of the new creatures yeah. at the back, the back third. This is absolutely a player's book. I liked it. There's so much lore. Yeah. There's so much backstory and history. If you're sick of all of the options on which other god you could follow, blah, 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 here you are. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, that's a, that, that I'm impressed by. They, they deep dive in quite a bit. Yeah. And I think that's a benefit of doing these like sidebar books is that they are built for dabbing deep, deeper into the lore part of it, right? That's what they're supposed to do. But I am glad that they stuck to the key points of what giants are 
mm-hmm. um, by giving us a little bit more. So again, if you are a new DM coming into DMing and you want to use giants, you aren't going to audible go to a, the bumbling elf. Like there's so many options out there. Now we have a whole book dedicated to it, which is very nice. Yeah. Because there have been times where we've done giants episodes and it's been so hard to find information about specific giants. You're looking in like a book that was written years ago and it's like a blurb that's at the bottom in the corner of something you found in a dungeon. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whereas like this kind of like gives us a little bit more of that option. We don't have to do all that customization that we spent months of our life trying to give people the option to do. Um, My overall impression is I'm really excited about it. I do want to deep dive more into the different variants that we have. Yeah. Um, And especially I just saw that like at the very end, I saw all the scions for all the different children. And I really want to get into that because I would love a good giant story with the big, big bads at the end. Yeah. So like that a giant is your, is your big bad evil guy. Yeah. Or you're trying to get, like, the backing of your ordning, right? And to get the backing of the ordning, you need to get the backing of each scion, right? Which I think is going to be, like, a big, big thing. Also, I can use them as the gods and goddesses for my warlocks and my, 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 you know, like, my clerics and things like that. Like, they've now given me so much more I can work with. You could build a world where these are your only gods. Mm -hmm. There's nothing outside of the realm of the giants. Yeah, you are. It's the giant's realm. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, there is enough in this book that players could build all types of characters. Yeah. uh, And have lots of uniqueness, but also you're living in the world of giants as your gods. Yeah. Ah, Absolutely. Is there anything that disappointed you about it? I think the fact that we only got a barbarian kind of pissed me off. But, like, we don't usually get that many. Don't get me wrong. Whenever we get books like this, we don't normally get a whole whack ton. Yeah, you don't. But one... And you barbarian. Come up with <laughs> like I think that's the part that stays. Yeah, I like, agree. You couldn't think of something a little more creative than giving us a barbarian. Yeah, like that's that's what you. If somebody loves giants coming into it, yeah, you homebrew this. Yeah, like that's that's the automatic homebrew. It's like okay, well, let's create a barbarian with that, a giant background in history. Yes, that's exactly what that is. Thanks, we've all done it. <laughs> Yeah, right? There could have been just... Oh, something. Like, yeah. Something. Give me a give me a warlock patron. Something. Yeah. Like, you know, just... Anyways. I guess they yeah. gave us patrons, but, like, give me the build, you know? I know we talked a little bit about the artwork, but how do you feel about the artwork as a whole? Kind of keeping, I guess, out of mind the fact that there's a little bit of scrutiny behind it right now. I think the book uh, as a whole is pretty. Yeah. It's I, got some nice, nice stuff. I've seen better. I would give it a... B, a B, just a B. Just a B. On artwork alone or the book as a whole? As a book, as, uh, as the whole. As a whole, you give it a B. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I give it a, I would give it an A minus. I think it's because I am very, I, I love giants and I'm very excited to read more of the detail now that I kind of know what I'm getting into. I've done yeah. like the flip through. Um, I'm excited about the information they've given us. I am a little bit unimpressed with, um, I guess I'll find out when I dig deep into a little bit more with of the storylines that they gave us and some of like the actual like points on how to build a campaign around it. I'll be interested to see a little bit more about that. But until I read into that, it's an A minus. Plus, again, it's not the prettiest book I've seen. The cover art, not my favorite. And even like the alternate cover, not that pretty. Uh, I am happy that we did see the representation from all yes, cuts and angles. They really, really did do that. Yeah, and like the monster artwork is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, it's frightening. But, like, yeah, the cover, 
the they the giants are in the background. Yeah. Like this this rando halfling gnome creature is what is in the front. <laughs> I think it's Bigby. <laughs> oh god. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's Bigby? <laughs> that is so disappointing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Bigby. Let me Google it for you. Oh god. I probably piss people off by saying that. This fucking creature sitting here in the beginning. Bigby? Hold on here. Bigby's hand? Is that Bigby's hand? <laughs> <laughs> I love oh yeah, it's Bigby. God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well that I guess makes more Fine, sense. I guess. Bigby presents Glory of the Jet. But no! He's still pulling an egg out of a goose's ass, so... He's, yes, and, and, I don't know, Bigby, the, the, I, I wanted a giant, giant yeah. face, like a fuck-off face here. Yeah. Like, not in the background with Bigby in the front doing his wispy stuff. I'll be interested to see if they redo the cover for the alternate and then do a re-release. I would be very interested. I doubt they would based on the cost of it to print these kinds of things, but I think that based on the scrutiny that they've gotten, I think that they should. And I would be very interested to see what it would look like if they redid it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When should someone add this publication to their library? You don't need it as a brand new player. No. But if... If you have a new, if you have a new Dan, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you have a new character that loves lore mm-hmm. and wants to build a character with a huge backstory, mm-hmm. recommend this book mm-hmm. because they can build an epic backstory with all of the things that they want to include. And if they're not sure, they can roll for it. Yep. There's lots of tales, tables for that. Yeah, this one is very hyper. Again, it's very hyper specific to giants. So if you're not going to have giants in your campaign, there is no reason to pick yeah. up this book. There is enough information within uh, the, the Dungeon Master's Guide. There's enough in the Monster Manual to get you started on giants. Mm-hmm. There's enough there. Um, I think that if you wanted to dive into it and someone said, oh, I want to be a descendant of a, of a giant, or you're going to come across a giant colony of any kind, this is what you're going to want to pick up. Yeah. Because there is enough information to run into one in the forest. There is not enough information for you to successfully navigate what it's like to role play and exist with one. Like, we had to come up with so much shit when we talked about giants because there's just nothing there. We just kind of made up some shit as we went along, did the creative aspect piece. This kind of takes a little bit of that guessing work out for you. Yeah. And holy shit, like those maps and those scenarios, you could run, you could, you really could, if you want to, if you love giants, you could run a campaign. Yeah. Just using this book. Mm-hmm. You have plenty of monster options. Yep. Um, you could also run one shots where it's like, I want these people to love giants as much as I do. <laughs> I do. I already have an idea for a campaign that I want to run using this book. (gasps) And so maybe one of these days I'll run it for a group. But I like ever since we've been researching giants together, I've been wanting to do a campaign that is very giant focused. But again, there's there was just never enough information for me to feel like I could do it successfully and do it right. Right. I'd be making up too much shit. So this but now that I have this book, I am re-inspired to like revisit that and be like, no, I would like to. So so to answer the question, like, do you need this book right away? No, you don't need this book right away. No. Is it a book that's full of great information if you want to expand on a very specific art? Absolutely it is. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. just flipping through it, there was so many sparks of, oh my god, that's, that would be cool. Even the monsters cool. and the yeah. bestiary is worth picking this book up for. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, overall, very happy I have this book. Me too. It's it's one of the, it's the first book I have purchased specifically in a while to have in hard copy. Normally it's just D&D Beyond, digital, whatever I have it so I can reference it yeah. if I need to and build a character online. This is the first book I bought in hand. Yeah. In a long time. Um, I know you. Yes. Yeah, I think I have like four, <laughs> four books. Yeah. And like, so this is going to be the only one that's been added to my collection is because I'm so stoked to see what they would come up with. And I'm, I'm not disappointed. No, what they came me up neither. With. I'm not disappointed either. There's yeah. so much to work with here. Yeah, I'm happy with it. <sighs> Just fix your art a little bit. Let's <laughs> fix your art fucking problem. <laughs> All right, well, that is it for this episode on Big B Presents Glory of the Giants. And if you have any questions, you can email us at info at itsamimic.com or head over to www.itsamimic.com and support us by hitting that donate button or buying some of our beautiful merch. Thank you for listening to Legend Lore from the It's a Mimic podcast. New releases will be aired on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, as well as dozens of other podcast apps, and previously published materials will be discussed on our Patreon. If you are interested in more tabletop role-playing game conversations, please browse the episode guide at www.itsamimic.com. Thanks again for listening to our bullshit. (laughs) Bye!